Welcome to the Aspen Chapel podcast with me, Nicholas Feasy. They showed up. They did the hard thing of being present and allowing their loving presence to be the present that they could offer. When we witness another's grief, it is important to try not to fix them or to change their experience. Rather, we just stand beside them. Grief is messy and complicated, and so a griever will often act that way. We need to give them the space to experience every emotion and to go to the depths of their pain. I always advise people to stay away from platitudes. Unless a person asks you, do not try to fix them. When you think about it, the only thing in the world at that moment that will make their life any better is to bring their loved one back. And we in our humanness cannot do that. What does support look like? Providing an act of kindness, leaving flowers or a candle at the doorstep with a note, sending a text of love that requires no reply, honoring the long process of grief by checking in regularly months after everyone else has gone on with their lives, Saving the, saying the name of the person who died, calling them by name, never forgetting them. One of the most important things we can do in this crazy world that we live in is to take the time to feel. We need to honor our grief, our human experience, our struggles, and our pain. We need to be present for ourselves and for others. One of the greatest gifts I gave myself as a result of my grief was to seek out the healing people in our community and then give myself the gift of letting them heal me. As a grief counselor, I am often, help, often helping others. In my grief, I needed to let other people help, me, help heal me. I found my healers and my people. I created a cocoon for myself, and I spun my web, and then I began the long journey of healing. I'm going to close with two things. One of them is a quote by Mark Halperin. It's from his book, Memoirs of Ant Proof Case. I was graduated from the finest school, which is that of the love between parent and child. Though the world is constructed to serve glory, success, and strength, one loves one's parents and one's children despite their failings and weaknesses, sometimes even more on account of them. In this school, you learn the measure, not of power, but of love, not of victory, but of grace, not of triumph, but of forgiveness. You learn as well, and sometimes as I did, you learn early that love can overcome death. Memory and devotion. To keep your love alive, you must be willing to be obstinate and irrational and true to fashion your entire life as a construct a metaphor, a fiction, a device for the exercise of faith. Without this, you live like a beast and have nothing but an aching heart. With it, your heart, though broken, will be full and you will stay in the fight until the very end. Though my life might have been more interesting and eventful, and I might have been a better man, after all these years, I think I can say that I have kept the faith. All this time, my heart has told me nothing but to love and protect 
The message has been strong through the twists and turns, and it has never varied. To protect and to protect and to protect. I was born to protect the ones I love, and may God continue to give me ways to protect and serve them, even though they are gone. The last thing I want to leave you with is, um, so my husband had um, a wife and two children, and they were driving through Glenwood Canyon, and a huge boulder hit the, hit the, came off of the canyon and hit the car and killed his, their, his wife instantly and then went back onto his two children and killed the two of them eventually. And um, we went through that journey together um, of grief. I met him months afterwards. And one of the questions that I thought was so profound, I asked him, I said, were you mad at God? Weren't you so mad at God when that happened? And he thought about it for a while. And he looked at me and he said, no. He said, what I knew in that moment was that there were horrible things happening all around the world. And that God couldn't stop everything. He couldn't do everything. How would he ever pick what he was going to stop or what he was going to be in control of if that was even possible? And he said, what I knew when I sat on the side of that highway was that God was wrapping his arms around me and that he was sitting with me in my pain. And so I leave that with you, that whatever you're going through today, whatever is in your life, whether it be the result of things from this last week, whether it be a loss that you have experienced, I ask that you could allow yourself in whatever way to allow God to hold you. Thanks for listening. If you feel moved to make a donation to the chapel, please go to aspenchapel.org. Thank you. And if you'd like to receive these podcasts regularly, subscribe to the Aspen Chapel through Apple, Google Play, YouTube, or any other outlet.